Wait a second. You thought this was going to be a podcast about Ash and his lifelong battle with losing, huh? Heck no. This is a podcast for ace trainers that are all about strength, will, and the desire to be a champion. This is the Heracross and Wartortle Pokemon Podcast, where we talk strategy, team building, and all things pertaining to competitive Pokemon battling. So get ready. Only real trainers and their Pokemon can survive and become a legend. Hey, what's up, Poke Trainers out there? Welcome back to our special episode of the Heracross and Wartortle Pokemon Podcast. I am your host, Tom Jude, alongside with Jim Vaca, and we have a special guest today as part of our special episode. Would you like to introduce yourself to the world, bud? Yeah, my name's uh, Jeff. Uh, here to have a good time. Absolutely. Jeff's a good buddy for, um, of ours from college. I know he knows Jim from high school and stuff like that. I met him in college, lived with the guy, great dude, loves Pokemon, wanted to share his passion on the show, so... You know what? That's what we do for anybody who loves Pokemon. We let them come on the show. So I gotta ask you a question. Quick little initiation, Jeff. Who's your favorite Pokemon and why? Totodile. Is it really uh, Totodile? I did not know that about you. Yeah. Uh, he was the first Pokemon I like really like connected with, like mm-hmm. playing. I don't know. I always had a thing for like crocodiles and alligators and right. like, dinosaurs when I grew up. When I was growing up as a kid and. I don't know, just really took to him when I was playing Silver for the first time. Dinosaurs, they're awesome. Yeah, no, uh, Totodile is sweet, and I know we didn't really think about doing this real quick in the show, but, like, if you were to just really quick a competitive build of a Feraligator, what would you run? I honestly have no clue. I've never built one. Really? Hmm. (laughs) No. Probably dry. We'd run Dragon. I mean, I guess every... For alligator, for those out there listening, is just Dragon Dance, Aqua Jet, Waterfall, Crunch. Or if you don't want to run the priority because you don't want to double up on Stab Water, I guess it's Waterfall, Crunch, Ice, uh, Ice Crunch. Well, I'm botching the name completely right now. Uh, but yeah, I think, it, I think it is Ice Crunch. Ice Crunch, or whatever. Yeah, that's but that's probably the standard Wait. set. Ice Punch. Ice Punch. Wow, I know there's like, like Gyarados gets Ice Crunch, I think. I don't know, why, why am I, oh, this is frustrating. But anyways, I was just curious, because, you know, Heracross and War Turtles are two favorite Pokemon, so we had to ask the guest what his favorite uh, Pokemon was. Ice Fang? Were. Ice Fang! Thank you! Oh my god, I feel like such an idiot for saying Ice Crunch. Uh, ice Fang, yeah. Nah, um, it, it would make sense to be Ice Crunch, though, because he learns Crunch. So, you would so think right. What, what would you rather go with? The sheer force that gives you 30% extra power when a move has secondary effects or torrent? No question. Um, I'm running with um, the first one you said. Force. <laughs> um, yes. uh, sheer force. Thank you. Yeah. I, I mean, just the waterfall. Yeah, you lose a 20% chance of a flinch. Yeah, with ice punch, you lose a 10% chance to freeze. And those could happen in battles, which could drastically sway the turn of the tides to you, but... I love the power, especially if I'm combining it with Dragon Dance. I'm definitely rolling Sheer Force, and Stab Waterfall's going to hit hard. One thing I do have to say is, more so when, because I think it's inevitable they'll get a Mega, uh, this thing will be super viable as a Mega Evolved Pokemon. I mean, its stats right now are not weak in any specific field i mean you got some that are a little low but and there's nothing really strong what's for alligator stats do you have them up in front of you yeah 85 hp 105 attack 100 defense the weakest of the bunch is its speed at 78 its spec attack is 79 and its special defense is 83 so, all in all, it's a pretty well-balanced yeah. Pokemon. And, I mean, Feraligator is a physical attacking mon. You give it a Mega, drop in the extra 100, take out the 79 investment in Spec Attack, maybe drop it down to, like, a 30. And just you put have that in speed. Speed, attack, there's a ton you can... In- Invest into the Pokemon that would make it way more viable. Plus, 
most of the Megas have a good uh, ability once they Mega Evolve. Exactly. And I feel as if you were going to go with Mega uh, Feralgator, not to get off subject, because we're talking Gen 7, folks, and we'll get to that. Uh, but if you were definitely rolling with the Feraligator that was a Mega, I, I gotta think it's just gonna be speed attack and build around that Dragon Dance, build around that Sheer Force, unless they change the ability to something completely different. But Sheer Force on his own is solid. Um, I probably, if I'm, I'm, I'm with you. Get rid of that special attack. I don't need it. I'm not hitting you specially. Uh, and boost my physical attack. Maybe my HP too. Give me a little bit of more, a little bit more natural bulk. Uh, I think that would be a great investment on a Mega Feraligator. What do you think, Jeff? No, definitely. A mega Evolved Feraligator would be absolutely amazing. Yeah. I'm just waiting for that. That would love to see all the uh, second-gen starters get a Mega Evolution. You took the words right out of my mouth. I think it's time. I've run. I right out of everyone's mouth. Like, you skipped over them. You gave it. What to first and you got third. You got first and third now. Like why? Why does second gen not have mega I, evolution? Had yet? second because gen had Heart Gold come out four or five years later, they'd have mega evolutions. But because that remake well, came in twenty ten or nine before mega evolutions, they didn't get one. Well, sorry to Rachel, but I'm gonna blame it on Audino. Audino did not need a mega. Hmm. Yeah, it didn't. Oh my god, I just I just realized that Audino had a mega. Yeah, it gets normal fairy Why? mega. Yeah. Yeah, it it's decent. I mean, it it gets regenerator on its own and it it it's it's solid cuz it loses its regenerator ability when it mega evolves. Um it's a solid wish passer. I know Rachel uses her Audino as a wish pass cleric role um and with its pretty decent bulking. Yeah, I don't think Audino <laughs> needed one but nonetheless it got one but uh enough of the feraligator talk that's awesome awesome favorite pokemon totodile jeff uh great addition to the show let's this is our special episode so let's talk about gen 7 things have been released thus far we know what the starters look like we know what the final evolution typing is we know what some of these um you know evolution uh, i'm sorry legendary pokemon are going to be we've seen and what we the world what the looks like and pokemon's going to be and we what's um, the first event pokemon Mangirna is going to be the first event pokemon i mean it wasn't discovered in dana vining for Gen 6. Hasn't been confirmed as a Gen 7 Pokemon, but I'm going to take an educated guess and say that it will be. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, we had Victini for Gen 5. Um, Gen 6, I'm trying to think if there was a Gen 6 event legendary right off the bat. Diancy? I don't think there was. Maybe Diancy, yeah. Diancy, I... Diancy was a few months after release. If I recall correctly, the immediate event legendary was a special dark ride for X and Y. Um, and I'm pretty sure every gen since... Gen 2 has had a event legendary released within the first month. So uh, my guess is Manjirna, or however it's pronounced, is going to be that legendary for Gen 7. Um, also, for those of you who don't know, um, due to some... <clears throat> data mining through the Japanese Pokemon website, people were able to figure out that the final evs for Litten and Poplio are going to be dual-typed just like um, Rowlet's is. Rowlet's going to stay grass-flying. It's not going to be grass-dark. I know there were rumors about grass-dark. Yeah. Um, okay. Litten's final ev is um, fire... Ground? Ground? Yeah. And um, water fighting for Poplio. So what are our instant reactions to these final typings without seeing the final, I guess, design of these evolutions or of these starter Pokemon? Well, I'm, I'm excited for Poplio. I'd love yeah. to see a water fighting. Like, it could be, there's just a lot of, uh, you know, just so much could happen there. Like, I, there's... This, this Pokemon's getting a lot of rep from people, a lot of rap, and I don't, I don't really understand why. Mm -hmm. Like, 
he's he's great great idea. Like he, the evolutions could be pretty awesome. Like cause he's obviously a circus like seal. Yeah, and in the the character design, you can tell that and it just would be really cool to see what his final evolution could be. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's just like going into Gen Six. Everyone was all obsessed with Fennekin, and then when we finally saw Fennekin's final evolve form, everyone was like, "Oh." This is the biggest letdown. This, this is cool. I mean, I'm a fan of Del Fox. I don't mind it. I'm a fox with a stick, dude. I did not like. For for me, like since Gen Four, since Chimchar, like the fire starter has, has been, been disappointing to me. Yeah, yeah like yeah. very lackluster. Like there hasn't been anything. Like what you had, Embor, Chimchar. Then you had Embor, all that. And then obviously yeah. you're not a fan of Del Fox. No, I didn't like the whole Fennekin Del Fox I, evolution change. For me, I was a fan of Torterra, but yes. Septile was a better starter. And I think since Torterra, um, Superior and um, Chestnut have been lackluster grass apps. Um, well, Superior gets contrary, so if you're talking from a competitively viable standpoint, it is by far the opposite of lackluster, but if you're looking well, at its design, I, I guess I could see I'm why you wouldn't like aesthetic. it. I mean, at this point, we don't know too much about Gen 7. It's a speculation, um, opinion-based episode at this point. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm sure we'll come back and actually have some hard-cold facts as more info comes Definitely. out. But right, right now... I, I'm a fan I, of Superior. I disagree with you personally on that. And again, it's all subjective. It's just how you how you you know look at it. But I think it looks pretty sweet. But generally, just the fifth gen starters in general, though. And we were talking off podcast. I mean, dark horse of the franchise. What is it? It's fifth gen. Um, none of those starters are really like. None of them really jump off the page like a red blue type. The, the Gen 3 starters for me really jumped out. And I agree with you, Jeff, to a certain extent. As much as Torterra's ground grass typing leaves little to be desired just because you get raped by ice, water's neutral. Um, you know, the designs for all three of those Sinnoh starters were sick. Uh, I, I'm a big fan, especially Chimchar. Uh, but back to the Gen 7 talk. So you said we've got grass flying fire ground, and water fighting. Now, there's only two Pokemon that have water fighting in their typing, and that's Keldeo, which is obviously overused, and Poliwrath. I know Jim's a big fan of Poliwrath. Jim thinks Poliwrath should get a Mega Evolution, and I agree with him. So let's talk about why water fighting is good typing. From an offensive standpoint, water fighting gives you a wide arsenal of moves, you also have a versatile mix between um, physical and special. Absolutely. If, if the um, IVs are set correctly. And I feel if they're establishing water fighting for a starter, the IVs are at least going to be de- decent, if not great. Um, you mean the I statistics, mean, the the stats that it yeah, gets? Because obviously the, we haven't had any stat reveals, so we don't know what time, what kind yeah, of the, Pokemon they the are. The stat spread. I mean, as as it stands, I don't think any um, starter Pokemon's really had their um, final av get completely screwed as far as um, the stat spread on the final evolution because at the end of the day it's the bread and butter of the gen and they want those guys to get used and get i think meganium gets kind of screwed personally when your best stat is base 80 i think well again i think um but we've said all the johto starters need a buff yeah and i i think in all honesty one of the things i want to see is i know um from gen to gen it doesn't happen very prominently but some pokemon get their stats altered from gen to gen like maybe five points in one stat 10 points in another nothing more than 10 but i would honestly love to get a re re reevaluation of some of the lower tiered pokemon 
that honestly have good move pools and uh, abilities. It's it's a shame that there's some Pokemon that creatively are wonderful, but their their stats are just so damn poor. Yeah, no, I I agree with you. Uh, but back to the Gen 7 again. I completely agree with what you said about water fighting. You do have a good mix of special. Obviously, one of the best moves in the game in Scald would probably... I, I'm going to just go on record and say that most Poplios will probably run Scald, or at least there will be a defensive variant that is capable of Scald. It's just such a good move with its burn chance. Hopefully, it gets close combat. You don't want to not really have close combat it's probably the best fighting move in the game you do have the defensive drops but just if it's if, if poplio gets speed and it gets power i mean 180 base close combat that hits you hard hard in the face dude so i'm hoping it gets close combat but one of the things we talked about fighting types jim i think on the last episode or it might have just been on we were on the phone but fighting types get moves that cover for where they're weak Name a fighting type that doesn't get knockoff or ghosts and psychics. Name a fighting type that doesn't get ice punch or or stone edge to mess with flying types. There's not every fighting type gets poison jab, but there are a, a decent amount of fighters that get poison jab for fairies. So there's ways to attack what you are weak to. Again, the final question here now is: it's all about the statistics for Poplio or whatever Poplio's final evolution is going to be called. If it can be fast and it can hit hard, great. I just, what's fast? Are they going to say, all right, we'll give it 97 base speed? Well, that means now I'm kind of forced to throw a choice scarf on it, and that doesn't necessarily make me excited. I'm really hoping that some of these starters have some natural base speed, which is a good segue to the next Pokemon, because let's talk about Litten and Fire Ground. I mean, just ask what how Camerup feels the last couple of gens, why it hasn't been viable because of Fire Ground typing. You're, you get blasted away by water. You're not... You don't resist grass anymore. You're still weak to ground. I mean, you don't resist ice. It's neutral. I mean, that's terrible typing defensively. So they better give Litten some speed, right, guys? Uh, I'm going to let Jeff talk about Litten because yeah. he has a polarized opinion on him. My polarized opinion of Litten is that it is the, uh, the worst excuse. Well, the... the, the... The worst creative imagining of a Pokemon, especially for the name that I have seen, since Sphiel. Since Sphiel. Since Sphiel. Sphiel. Which was blatantly just a seal with a few letters added in to give you the sound. And they shaped it at like a sphere. Yeah, he was just a... Yeah, 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 exactly. He was just shaped as a sphere. He was just a fat seal. So... We have a little kitten. Whose name is quite literally Litten. Litten. If if I personally, if I start with him, his name is Mittens. That's his name. That's what I'm sticking with. He's going to be Mittens, the Litten, and that's just how he's going to roll. But for you, the final evolution is going to determine your starter. Yeah. I think right now my starter is Poplio. Poplio. Jim? I've always been more drawn to the water, but I really like... The uh, possibilities that Poplio has. Right. Um, Jim? I'm Poplio just because I've gone on record. As it stands right now, I don't like using grass types. Mm-hmm. Um, it's something I'd like to see changed, but we're going to get to that once we're done doing the round table of the three starters. Um for Litten or whatever it's, um, let's call it Catten for, for its final, final form. form. Um, let's hope Nintendo's a little bit more creative, but okay. Probably not. It'd be like, it'd be I, like a bobcat. 
It's gonna be a black and red bobcat. It's gonna, its name's just. I'm a fan of the design. I'm gonna just go on record and say it. I see your point with kitten and why you might think that's uncreative. I think the design's cool. Granted, I have a soft spot for cats, so there might be some bias there. But when I look at Litten, I—I see a cool design that has the potential to be maybe some sweet tiger Pokemon, or maybe they do make a bobcat, but it's just badass. Who knows? I don't know, but. The one thing I wanted to say about Litten is you better give Fire Ground some speed. You better. Like, I'm talking 110 base speed. The fastest natural fire type Pokemon without any stat boosts or any choice scarf is Infernape. Or that's non-legendary, too. Is Infernape at base 108. It's time to give Fire a little bit more speed, a little bit more viability. I want to see Litten be able to use that fire ground to its advantage, maybe get an earth power, maybe start hitting some people with stab earthquake, which is nice because water types are going to come in and obviously challenge you. And depending on what your entry hazard situation is or whether that Pokemon's taking damage throughout the battle, a stab earthquake might be able to get it done. So I really want to see some speed on Litten for it to be viable as what's the, the grass owl called Rowlet? Yes. Yeah. As for Rowlet, and we've talked about this off the phone on the phone, Jim. Just ask what Tropius has been doing the last freaking decade. What it seems like. Why does nobody use Tropius? Because grass flying is terrible. I'm not. I'm just. You you try to avoid using Pokemon that are weak to Stealth Rock, that are four times weak to Ice, like like he would be. That's just that makes for a scary combination. Water types do not fear you, Rowlet, because they're always the, packing Ice type moves. The only way Rowlet's final evolved form is viable is if it has the same functionality that a Talonflame has. Uh, move priority with an ability that just screws people's day. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it, without that, its typing is just too poor to have any serious use in a metagame. Now, again, we don't know stats, and again, we'll just reiterate that for the listeners because we don't know stats, and stats and move pool... All those things, abilities, hidden abilities. Uh, well, we know the ability is going to be uh, torrent or whatever the grass version of torrent overgrow. Uh, but we'll see what the hidden abilities are if they get them. I'm assuming they will. Um, if the six gen guys all got hidden abilities. So, um, what do you think about Rowlet, Jeff? I'm curious to get your thoughts. Rowlet, before I actually looked, he was actually the first one I saw. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I really think he could be cool, uh, but again, the whole uh, grass flying, like nobody, it's just, there's too much against it. Too much. Four times ice weakness. Ice, I mean, most Pokemon don't have stab ice that are competitively Still viable. gonna hit hard, though. Yeah, it's... Still gonna hit hard. Four times ice is not something that's something you should be proud of. They had to give Dragonite multi-scale just to be able to combat its ice weakness. And that's a Dragonite. You're telling me Rowlet's going to take an ice punch from Lucario? Hell no. Hell no. Since we're on the topic of Dragonite, uh, people have wanted more Megas ever since we found out Megas was a thing. And I know people um, have wanted... Mega Dragonite, and I've spoken against Mega Dragonite. One of the reasons is, what are we going to call it? Dragonite-ite? But, uh, <laughs> True. Uh, how about, uh, let's each uh, list Dragonite-ite, off... Dragonite-ite, yeah. Let's list off some uh, three Pokemon we'd like to see get Megas that are not uh, starter Pokemon. Not starter Pokemon? Uh, that we haven't already a... mentioned? Yeah, so let's uh, make it a little simpler. We'll do it uh, sort of one each, so I'll start off. To start off, I would really like to see Polyrath get a MAGA. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. I really like Polyrath. I think it deserves a MAGA. Mm -hmm. Um, I also think its stats are just shy of being relevant. It, the mega would kind of put it at the point 
where the stats could be rearranged to where it actually has a place in a solid metagame use, whether it be UU or OU or one of the borderline tiers, which I freaking hate. But I hate borderline. It's pathetic. Let's have a tier with seven Pokemon. Yeah. It's so, it's so dumb. Uh, Omega that I want to see, because, I, again, I like Polyrath. There's a bunch of guys. I don't want to keep it in Gen 1. For some reason, I was thinking Mega Parasect. Just to be like, okay, it's a freaking Parasect that's actually useful now. But if I were to choose someone that I think should get a Mega, I want to see Mega Spiritomb, dude. I'm a big fan of Spiritomb. I think it's really cool. It gets overlooked because it's Dark Ghost. And while it has no weaknesses outside of Fairy or pre-Gen 6, it had no weaknesses. It also didn't, re it didn't really resist anything. So... Well, there's give and trade there for both ways. You're not weak to anything, but you're, you also don't resist. I think Spiritomb has a useful move pool. It gets moves like Will-O-Wisp. It has Stab, Sucker Punch, which is priority. Um, there's a lot of that gets Stab, um, Shadow Sneak too, in case you're, you just want that guaranteed priority without having to worry about a Mon attacking you. Um, I, I think that Spiritomb would be a really sweet legendary uh, or excuse me, I always make that that mistake. A mega. sweet mega, um, I would love to see it. And I, I'm a, I'm a Gen Four guy. I love Gen Four, so I'm, that's throwback for me. What about you, Jeff? So before we get to Jeff, uh, did you want it to have stab, sucker, punch, or sucker punch? Ha ha! Funny guy, funny guy, <laughs> sucker punch, Jim. Jeff, who do you want to uh, see have a mega? Mega Dunsparce. Yo, we didn't we talk about that was our first yes. Pokemon of the day, yo, Dunsparce. Yeah, that, that was our very first, going back to episode one, shout out to Jeff for bringing that up. It is a Pokemon that sucks and needs some help. It, it badly. Something, like it never even had an evolution. It just fell out, like, people, like, imagine, you're playing, like, gold or silver. You know, you're just starting, you're rolling up. You get into the first cave you're right before up. the first batch. You know, there's that cave right there on the roof, and it's it's dark. You're walking through. You don't have flash yet. You're like, oh, man, what's going on in here? What do you encounter? Dunsparce. It's like, oh, man, what is this guy? Well, it's a Dunsparce. Man, let me catch him, see what he does. And you level him up, and you just realize he is terrible, and, and he never evolves. And by the time you get to level 43, you're like, when the, and excuse my language here, but when the fuck are you going to evolve, man? And you realize that you've wasted your childhood with this Pokemon. Straight yeah, up, this, this is a Pokemon that deserved an evolution in Gen 4 and did not get one. <laughs> Needs it badly because it gets. We talked about it in the Pokemon of the day. It gets Serene Grace. It gets headbutt, stab headbutt. So I'm flinching you 60% of the time. There's something there. It gets Thunderbolt, Ice Beam, Flame. It gets all these coverage moves. There's something there. Now at the balls in your court, Game Freak, do something with it. So, yeah, Gen Seven will obviously. Uh, you know, introduce some megas. But let me get you guys' opinion on the aesthetic of the game. We saw, like, a guy uh, riding a bike for a wait, couple minutes. What? I I wanted to do a few uh, megas we'd like to see for each person. So let's do two more rounds. Um, for me, I really like Chimaco, and Chimaco sucks. I mean... With the extra 100, Chimaco's not going to yeah. be viable in OU, but, I mean, maybe in an RU or um, a stretch NU setting, it could be usable. But mm -hmm. right now, Chimaco's PU, it's just god-awful. But I think the thing is sweet. I loved it in Gen 4, but it's useless. Mm-hmm. So we don't have to spend as much time on the next few, but w what about you? What's in our one or two you'd like to see, Tom? Um, maybe Mega Mightyena. It's just so bad, and it's like its yeah. name is sweet, and the design, in my opinion, sweet, but it's just god-awful. It gets intimidate. I mean, that's always useful. What about you, I've, Jeff? Mightyena got short end of the because of Houndoom. Houndoom got a 
Megan, I feel like Mighty Anna didn't get one because Houndoom got one. That's an early dark type. I mean, when and when I mean, you're always either catching a normal type or a flying type early on in the game. To be able to get a dark type that early in the game is pretty sweet. Yeah, no, but yeah, it's cool. Uh, I would love Medi- uh, Mega Ludicolo. Yo, word! I feel that. That's what's up. Okay. Like, maybe this time he just throws his hat down and just starts dancing around it. Yeah, or do some Liu Kang action in Mortal Kombat where he just cuts you in half with his hat. Yeah, that his would hat. be sweet. Yeah. Get that hat. Get that get, little, get that sombrero going, dude. Definitely. I See, I love that evolutionary chain. Like, I love Lombre with his, like, mustache. Me too. <laughs> Gen 3 was just amazing. Gen, Gen 3 does get a little underappreciated even with alpha sapphire and omega ruby just coming out it still doesn't get it's just do i feel mm. a lot of uh, them don't. it's a great gen great gen so out of left field something i don't really care for but i feel deserves uh mega is liopard i i know okay. it's got decent typing again it's got the dark going for it it's early dark just like mighty Anna. um got a decent move pool but if i recall correctly it just doesn't have anything in way of stat benefits no prankster's what you're really rolling with there with um with lyperd uh, you know, being a lot of people use it as that as, as a weather setter because you're almost guaranteed it. You give it the stone, boom, you can U-turn out of there, pursuit people, knock off. Uh, it's really just one of those annoying type of utility Pokemon, kind of like a Golbat does, or I'm sorry, kind of like a a Crobat doesn't really hit you hard, but has all these moves like Taunt, Toxic, Confuse Ray, just these annoyer type moves. That's what type of Pokemon Lyperd is, but I could see that getting a Mega. That would be sweet. I think Golduck needs a Mega. It's just terrible. Give Golduck some love. That's going to be my final Mega that I'd like to see. And Jeff, your final Mega? What about uh, Mega Scyther, Mega Scizor? We have a Mega Scizor. We have a Mega Scizor. We do. Oh, Jesus. I just... I've been not paying attention then. Uh, uh, I agree with though. Though Mega Scyther would be cool. I have a Scyther that I've EV trained and IV bred, and it's like it gets work done, but it doesn't get work done. If you know what I mean. Yeah. I think it. I think a, a cool Mega design would be sweet for that. Yeah, it'd be pretty awesome. But. Uh... Okay, so it looks like we're doing an our tropical region for. Uh... Gen 7, Gen 7. I, I think that was um, sort of an underlying hint by having the remake of um, Ruby and Sapphire just before it. Um, well, even Ruby and Sapphire isn't even fully tropical. Like, yeah, it takes place on the islands, but there's such a vast variety of terrain in that game that yeah, it, it's, not, it's not strictly tropical. It's only tropical when you're near the beaches. Otherwise, you're pretty much in mountains and forests. Um, one Very thing true. That, one thing to note is uh, that there's been rumors, the map we've seen of um, the new region, I can't remember what it's called. Uh, Elio, right? I don't know what it's there. called either. You'd have to enlighten um, me, Jeff. Apparently, the map might be bigger than the map we've been shown, which I'm always for a big game. Me too. I, mean, I want bigger you, games. You want to give me a Pokemon game that takes... 25 hours to beat just the elite for the first time around good good for you i'd love to play that game i mean i i love the after game too but part of the fun of playing pokemon is the investment in the main game because again you have all these pokemon like a mascarin or a live part that really aren't useful in a metagame and sometimes you want to use those unsung heroes that you can't really use in competitive play absolutely mascarin so you made a great point with him i love mascarin gets intimidate water bug or water flying whatever it ends up being is decently sweet i mean we've seen gyarados remain relevant obviously gyarados has a plethora of 
moves and, and statistics that make it viable. But, I mean, if he can remain viable in a metagame that's heavily prevalent upon getting stealth rocks up, you know, why can't someone try it with Masquerade? That's great. I, I thought I was a big fan of that Masquerade design. Yeah. So what what's your guys' opinions on uh, doing the Tropical Region? I like it. It's something different. It's cool. I'm a fan of it. I'm always a fan for different. Nintendo seems to be able to find and really hone in on that niche on just being different. Different uh, without being without being too far from what it started at. Exactly. Like we're not getting sucked up into space here. I, I, that would, but I mean, it would be kind of cool though. Imagine going up into space and like catching galactic like Pokemon. That'd be uh, we did that in uh, Omega Ruby. Oh Alpha yeah, Snapple. that's true. We true right at the right at the very end. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm a fan of the region. Uh, it is going to be curious to see whether this becomes a new 3DS exclusive or like you've stated in the past, Jim. Whether there are just key features that are new 3DS exclusive. Uh, but I mean, that's I, something I we should talk about are, here for a second. It, it, I'm pretty sure the trailer shows. 3DS and 2DS on it. Really? Like, I'm pretty sure it says it in the, at the beginning of the trailer. I well, could be wrong. Well, my whole thing is, I mean, they're trying to market the new Nintendo 3DS. It's currently their bank. I imagine, even if it's something minute, like, maybe there's some Evolve forms that are exclusive to new Nintendo 3DS because you gotta do something with that second circle pad or the ZR or the LZ um, buttons. I feel like they might try and make some incentive for owning a new Nintendo 3DS or new Nintendo 3DS XL. Whether or not it's a super useful uh, experience to have it, I feel like there's going to be something that's going to be exclusive. Like, for all I know, it could just be, oh, you can do freaking beauty competitions like yeah, you're like in that, That's to the extent that I think that if they do something exclusive that they will do, it'll be something minigame. It won't be something that'll, you know, deprive the other people of content that is our, that should be within the game regardless. You're, you're trying to market this. You're going to try to make as much money with this game as possible. You're not going to completely shut out the people who do not own this system. Like... There are the people here that own the 2DS because it's affordable. That was their idea of making the 2DS. It was affordable for people to get their hands on the system, be able to play the games, buy the games. You're not going to shut those people out because they can't afford a new 3DS. I also know people who... But it's your biggest franchise. I also know people who have uh, 2DS because they do have a tendency for seizures. Um, So you don't want to disinclude those sorts of people because they have medical issues. I mean, that would just be in poor taste. So the general roundup here, though, what, 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 we're, what we're getting at is you guys just feel there's too big of a consumer base that has the 2DS and 3DS to completely shut them out, that this game will be featured on the 2DS and 3DS as well as the new 3DS. Yes. Okay. Let's hope you're right. I'm praying you guys are right because I I do I don't want to buy a new 3ds right now. I just have my three regular 3ds XL, and I'm just gonna throw this is a Pokemon podcast, so I'm gonna, I'm still tight that the 20th anniversary Pokemon 3ds new 3ds was not an XL. Shame on you, Nintendo. That's very frustrating for me. I would have freaking bought two of them from you but no you had to make it a regular sized ds it's so frustrating because i'm so used to my xl why would i want to downgrade from an xl to a smaller ds it makes it, it i just I, I have no idea why nintendo did that because the changeable faceplates, man, that's not. Then you can't make changeable faceplates for a freaking XL. You're, you're not. You're not going to make one. You, you, they weren't going to do it for one. Just one system. It, 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 they would have to completely redesign a mold. Why? To, to make that happen and completely redesign the layout of the you system. You can't just make faceplate. You can't just make faceplates for an XL. 
No, not for not for the way that you're thinking faceplates are. The thing for the faceplates for the new 3DS is that it's it, it's it's seamless with the system. It, it do, it's not like an extra faceplate that just sits on top. With the new 3DS, the regular the the, the smaller versions of them, you're able to just replace that faceplate at the top of the system. You, you can they're interchangeable. They slide out. Okay, so one of the things people seem to always talk about is um, type advantage, type disadvantage, and types in general. Um, if you had to make a new type, would you for Gen 7? And do you have any idea what kind of type you would have? That's a good question. Um, I think they're going to let another generation go without a new type. Um, but if I were, and I know this is probably the standard, I know they did fairy, but if I'm doing a type, maybe I call it light or air. I mean, I guess that's flying sky cosmic. Uh, I guess that's psychic. That's why I would probably lean more towards just a light type. For me, I would go with like a techno type. Okay, like elaborate on that. Technology. Like machine type? So like yeah. steel typing. No, not like steel typing. Um, something like mechanical type stuff, it would be those sorts of Pokemon. So maybe you would have to reclass some Pokemon, like perhaps uh, Magnemite or Manjerna. But I would love to see some more... Techno technological use in Pokemon. I mean, it's been said that there's been wars and Pokemon's had to revert back to uh, early civilization. I mean, we're going on the 25th anniversary or 20th anniversary of Pokemon. Excuse me. We're, we're uh, going to be approaching the 20th. five more years till yeah. that, Jim. Yeah, 20th anniversary of Pokemon. I mean. Technology has to get better sooner or later. All these man-made Pokemon, there's got to be an explanation for their existence. I think technology should be a type. Um, and I think some of the... Um, have they typed more Majorna yet? Majorna? Have they typed... I think Majorna is Fairy Steel, if I recall correctly. Mm -hmm. um, that was your opportunity. It's a man-made yeah. machine Pokemon. That that was your opportunity to start a new type there, and you just completely bypassed it. Um, <laughs> but I, I feel like it would give some... You could have it be strong against, like, steel... Um, or some of, like, electricity, and then some of the more natural types, like grass and uh, maybe bug, which would give them more viability, would be strong against it. And like, thus... Just like what they did with fairy to make poison yeah. more relevant. Yeah, I, I feel like a technology-based type would be something cool. It'd be saucy and fresh and unique. And I, I'm getting a look over here from Jeff that I just said saucy. Um, but I, I really feel that getting a type that would give some of the weaker uh, typecasts so far some more credence or relevance would be a real good thing. And I think technology is something that it wouldn't be a stretch to introduce it into the game. No, oh, interesting perspective, Jim. Nonetheless, I agree. I think it could be very cool if used correctly. Uh, but we'll see if Pokemon uh, does do a type. I don't think they will in this generation. I think you'll just see Fairy again. But you never know. It could be something cool. I definitely think it would add to the metagame. And uh, very interesting question. Let's close out this special episode, guys, by just giving our impressions. We didn't talk about the two cover box legendaries. Um, oh, dude, I am totally up for the sun legendary. I, I think everybody's totally up for the. I mean, it just looks so badass. You know what he reminds me of? Do you remember, got go back a little bit, Power Rangers Wild Force? I don't. Oh, man. 
the tiger zord, I mean the the lion zord, the lion zord looks just like it, but red. Like it just it brought back so many memories of my childhood. Just like the way he looks, just he just looks, I don't know, like majestic and all powerful. Do you? So you're already sold on Sun, Jeff? Oh yeah, dude, I'm sold on that dude's just hardcore. Like no. I don't dislike the the, the moon, but. I'm all for the sun. Like, yeah, the moon is kind of math to me. I'm all for the sun. That lion I, just looks badass. I like, I like the moon legendary, but I think the sun is the stronger one, visually speaking. Um, visually speaking, uh, yes. Again, though, I'm playing a game based on version exclusives that are new to the gen. So until I know the lineup of version exclusives and I can what I think is going to be competitively viable or fit in my team, I'm not going to commit to one game or the other right off the bat. But, vi- but viable in your team. Jim, you're talking about starting a new series. Like this, That was like the big thing for me as a kid was it didn't regard like matter what one I chose because I, I didn't go ahead and look into what Pokemon were exclusive. I built the team not knowing exactly what each Pokemon was and just going along for the journey. No, uh, both both interesting points. I agree with you to a certain extent, though, Jim. You want to definitely see which Pokemon are obtainable and which journey or which entry or version exclusive, I should say. Uh, I definitely am with you there. You want to see which Pokemon you can and can't get in each gen or each version. Uh, Why do I keep saying gen? Is Are there any types you'd like to see get some more love as far as pokemon for that type or quality pokemon for that type in this gen yeah i think i'd like to see more quality grass types just because i mean you run down the list some flora blossom Vileplume, victory bell uh shiftry uh just a myriad of just terrible grass type pokemon um, i I think Fairy could use more um, depth. Definitely. I think, I think it's strong in its typing, but because it's only a Gen old, it doesn't have that much use. I think Ice is the same um, as Grass, where there could be some better Ice types. Yeah. And I think Ghost and Dark still need a little more love as far as uh, Pokemon in their... Cool. The difference between grass and uh, ice, however, is that grass is not weak to stealth rock, and that'll consistently be why ice defensively is just something you never want to mess around with. Whereas grass, there's still some viability there just because of how common water types are in the metagame. So, any final well, points, gentlemen, before we wrap up this special episode? Jeff, it was great to have you on, brother. Thanks. You're always welcome here on the Heracross on War Turtle Pokemon podcast. Um, would anything? you like Would you like to see uh, any fossil Pokemon? Oh, that's a, that is interesting. You know we're going to get some fossil Pokemon. I wonder what kind we're going to get. Actually, I think we've only gotten them... In half the gens. Really? I I personally love the fossil Pokemon. We got three in Gen 1. We got two in Gen 3. We got two in Gen 4. We got two in Gen 5. And I don't... Tyrantrum is his fossil Pokemon, right? Six. Yeah, Tyrantrum. Gen 6. So so we just skipped over Gen 2. You just didn't get him in Gen 2. Wow, that's crazy. I never thought of that. I would love another fossil, though. Absolutely. I want a Stegosaurus. I'm sorry. Yo, that would be sweet. I'm with you. I'm with you. That's dope. Stegosaurus are sweet freaking dinos. Yeah, they are. Uh, I think a Triceratops would be cool. We sort of have Bastiodon, but Bastiodon is shit. Unfortunately, because it's sweet. And it doesn't even really look like a Triceratops, so. I'm with you on the Stego, though. I want to see a Stegosaur. Yo, what if we get, like, a Mosasaur? Oh, my God. Dude, that'd be so sweet. I I guess that's what Lapras is, but not really. I don't know. Those Mosasaurs scared the shit out of me, dude, when I looked at those pictures. 
I mean, if you're in a freaking lake or a pool and one of those things are staring at you, you're going to start praying to whatever freaking God or higher power you believe in, man. <laughs> Holy I, I, crap. I know you want dolph- a dolphin Pokemon. I want a you. dolphin Pokemon. It's time we've gotten a dolphin Pokemon. I, uh, I, I think if we're going in the list of stupid object Pokemon that you could have in a game, I know... Um, Binette is the marionette Pokemon. I want a legitimate marionette or puppet Pokemon with the freaking strings in the hand. No, if you want thing. that, go watch Digimon. There's Puppet no, Mon. No. Puppet Mon exists for a reason. Wow. He's a mega, mega <laughs> puppet level Mon. And he is quite literally a wooden puppet with his little handle and string on his back. Alright? Go watch Digimon. One of my favorite shows of all time. But, that's where you get your puppet. <laughs> And I, I think a window Pokemon would be all right. A window. Now, what hmm. would happen if he stood in front of other Pokemon? I mean, they, they've done a but set they, of but keys. Would you still so. make the joke you make a better door than a window? Or would you just see right through him? I don't know. I would probably just see right through him. But, that, yeah, I'm a window Pokemon. That's interesting, Jim. We'll have to talk about that more in the future. But I mean, uh, we have an oven. At a lawnmower. You have enough. That's I mean, that was my response exactly that to when you said to. Uh, yeah, Broda. But uh, but we gotta get the heck out of here, guys. I don't know why I didn't mention this earlier on in the show, but uh, you can follow us on Twitter at HNW Pokemon Pod or hit us up on Gmail at Heracross and Wartortle at Gmail If you're looking to contact us, hit us up on the show. We're going to start giving away shinies, so look for that on Twitter as well. Just start retweeting and follow us. You know the standard uh, old gig, how, you know, retweet, like, and uh, you'll have a chance to win some shinies we're giving away. So, uh, And we do have a Facebook page now, so uh, search us out. It's Haircross and Wartortle, just like on Twitter. Uh, we're... Looking for followers on Facebook, just like on Twitter. We only opened it a few days ago, so we don't have as many followers on Facebook as we do on the Twitter. But but, but definitely, if you prefer to get your news through or your content through Facebook, definitely check us out there. So find us on find us on Twitter, find us on social media, uh, hit us up, get involved in the discussion. Hit us up with your opinion on iTunes, on Stitcher. Hit us up with your opinions. Uh, Next week will be more of a traditional metagame episode. We're still not sure what it is, so just you'll find out when we release it, and it'll be great content for you to listen, guys. So, so for Jeffrey Hesh, for Jim Baca, I'm Tom Jude. This was the Heracross and War Turtle Pokemon Podcast. Have a great day, trainers, and we'll see you here next time. (laughs) 